This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to Talking Business Now. I'm your host, Kelly Scanlon. Thank you for joining us. It's an understatement to say that we live in a constantly changing world. For business leaders, one of the realities of change is the expectation that now, more than ever, companies have a corporate responsibility. Our guest on this episode of Talking Business Now is Shannon Adkins. Shannon is the CEO at Future State, an employee-owned strategic consulting firm that is focused on supporting change management and operational transformation within global Fortune 500 companies. Shannon is passionate about driving extraordinary visions that positively impact the world. She's here today to talk with us about what it takes to build a purpose-led culture in our companies and to build solutions for lasting change. She'll take us through the four things that 21st century connected organizations and their leaders do really well. For example, here's Shannon on the role of the CEO in a business climate that's constantly changing. That the pace of change with business state, no one knows everything. And that's certainly not the job of a leader anymore to know everything. It's about, you know, being able to connect, integrate, and move quickly. We'll start talking business now with Shannon right after this message from our sponsor, Interobang Solutions. Would you like to position your company as an industry thought leader, increase engagement, and build credibility with prospects and clients? Establish your influence as a trusted resource? Interobang Solutions offers full-service writing and publishing solutions that deliver your company's messages with a bang. You can count on us to provide turnkey solutions that support your existing marketing and communication staff or act as your full-service outsource partner. Interobang Solutions, providing custom writing, editing, and publishing solutions. Call 913-676-7272 or visit www.interobanksolutions.com. That's 913-676-7272 or www.interobanksolutions.com. We're talking business now with Shannon Adkins, the CEO at Future State, which is a strategic consulting firm that's focused on supporting change management and operational transformation within global Fortune 500 companies. Future State itself was certified as a B Corp in 2015, and in 2016, Future State was named a Best for the World Business for its employer practices. In this episode of Talking Business Now, Shannon talks with us about the connected organizations of the 21st century and the four things these businesses and their leaders are doing really well. Welcome, Shannon. Thank you. Great to be here. 
You know, what you're doing is so important. And in this socially conscious age, especially with businesses, I think I think a lot more businesses are starting to get it, that we're just not uh, pushing products and services at people, that we've got to be really good community players as well, whether that's your local community, nationally, or on the world stage. You know, they want to be seen, for the most part, uh, as a player uh, and, and have a social good so you've got four areas where you say businesses can work on creating you know, themselves as this kind of a corporation. There's four things that they do really well. Would you go through those with us, please? Yeah, absolutely. I, mean, I think the, the world of business um, is evolving. And so we talk about the connected organization and what it looks like to lead in the 21st century. And, and we kind of contrast that perhaps to a more hierarchical style of leadership and management organizations that could think about work in functional silos and really specialize capabilities and competencies in a given function. And what we see today is uh, that, that folks are recognizing that business needs to first and foremost matter uh, it needs to matter to the people that we are serving, our very stakeholders. And, and at the very least, we're thinking about that as our customers. That's not new. Hopefully, I've always been sort of orienting to why do we matter to our customers, but also our team members. Um, here in the San Francisco Bay Area, incredibly competitive labor market, we want to attract and retain the most uh, talented and uh, connected and unique individuals to come and work for our organization. So we need to matter to them and to our community because at the end of the day, um, how we show up in community, how we connect to uh, our, our local and global community matters um, and helps us understand our place in the overall ecosystem. So we see that our clients are first and foremost really asking that question to reflect back to Simon Sinek of, you know, why, why are we here? Why do we matter? When I took over as CEO for Future State in 2015, you know, I really asked, why does the world need another management consulting company? Uh, you know, we, we have enough. We've got McKinsey, we've got Bain, we've got Accenture. What is it that Future State is going to bring to the world of consulting that's going to be unique or different or that is needed in the world? Um, so they, they first really focus on that, and that becomes that grounding point for all of the future conversations. And then this notion of connect, you know, then it's that action of understanding and evolving your understanding of what matters most to those stakeholders, connecting to those stakeholders in a heartful um, and significant manner. But it also means connecting your silos, connecting your data, connecting your um, regions, connecting your functions. And, and especially in larger enterprises, we find that this is some of the crux of what's breaking down in the traditional corporate structure. The problems that businesses are trying to solve the opportunities that they're trying to capture are coming fast and furious. And we're moving into a world of um, agile rather than waterfall. We're moving into a world of minimum viable product. We're moving into a world of needing to integrate data, but also leverage our gut. And we can't do that when we can only see the world from our seat. So uh, many of our clients are coming to us trying to help integrate and connect their organization in a more meaningful way. So how do we help people see end-to-end, understand the business end-to-end, connect with the business end-to-end, 
um, and also bring that specialized focus. So that, that's some of the challenges that the clients that we're serving are facing and the ones that are getting that right are seeing faster products out to market, seeing a deeper connection with their employees, seeing more ability to be efficient and effective, seeing certainly an ability to innovate and break down um, ways of thinking that might be holding them back. And that kind of taps into... Yeah, so we've talked about two of the four then, uh, Matter and Connect. And then moving along to the third one, which is Integrate. Tell us about that. Yeah. Well, so it's interesting. I think a lot of times people underestimate the level of complexity of first and foremost, understanding how work is being done today and then creating a path forward, a future state that is adoptable um, and effective in reaching your, your goals. And we are all using all of our SaaS apps. We're all using our data dashboards. And I don't know about you, but on a daily basis, it's the, wait, this this plugin isn't doing what I thought it would do. Okay, <laughs> right. now I need to save. And so this, this promise of technology being an integrated platform that allows us to be more productive, I'd say, is not really... Uh, realized yet. And and so we want to help our clients understand both the complexity and the challenge of understanding that end-to-end workflow, integrating tools, systems, processes, and data, and um, operating structures in a way that allows people to be effective and doing work, you know, in the new way. And then that, that second piece is evolve and iterate. So this notion that um, I don't ever know I don't ever know for sure if the decision that I made for future state is the right right one. Mm-hmm. I'm giving my I'm starting to give myself more peace with that. Um, I think as I started my journey as CEO, I had an illusion that I would get it right most of the time, you know. And I think it might be actually the other way around that <laughs> we're going to get it wrong most of the time. And what matters is that persistent kind of tying back up to what matters that ability to listen and connect deeply with your various stakeholders and to iterate and evolve, knowing that the state of business is constantly changing. Um, So giving ourselves, embedding those competencies of listening, um, you know, as leaders saying, I don't know, I need to hear more, or I have a gut feeling, let's go test, let's go prototype, let's go figure out if that makes sense, let's look at the data. Um, and I think just owning that that the pace of change with the state, no one knows everything. And that's certainly not the job of a leader anymore to know everything. It's about, you know, being able to connect, integrate, and move quickly through uh, the ambiguity. Right. And so those are the four pieces, matter, connect, yeah. uh, integrate, and connect, or evolve, excuse evolve. me. And, yeah. and yeah. let's t- go back and talk about each one separately, drill down a bit. And for example, with the, uh, the matter part, what are some ways that businesses matter? Some people might say, well, you know, I, I needed a washing machine. So it mattered to me that this, this appliance store that I went into sold one. Uh, but you're talking about something more deeply. Give us some examples uh, of w- companies that are doing it right and why they're doing it right. Well, I think what's interesting, I, I think about Nike. Um, you know, Nike spoke to me, Shannon, when they signed Colin Kaepernick as an athlete after he'd, you know, been sort of cut loose from the NFL for, you know, many reasons, not simply because he took a knee, but he did take a knee. And and they are making a decision in that moment of telling that story and highlighting that story of bravery and courage. They're speaking to me. They're speaking to a particular demographic, and that story resonates with me. So what I interpret from that decision is, all right, racial equity matters to you. Um, Nike, I didn't know that. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. That matters to me, too. Okay, we have something in common. We have something I should now care 
about your business, which was a very interesting juxtaposition to the exact same messages that were coming out of Nike at the same time about their executive culture misogyny that was happening inside of Nike. So at the same exact moment, I'm reconciling, huh, but I also have heard these stories of their internal culture not being a great place for women. Right. How do I reconcile these two stories? You know, I, I think it really reflects the, the notion that we as companies need to recognize that people are going to be deciding on their own whether we matter or not to them. So if we know that's going to be happening, how do we design um, and reflect back the values that matter most to us and make that a public and transparent process so that people can determine whether or not what we're doing also matters to them. Human beings want their decisions, actions, and choices to matter. So knowing that my work, my business is really connected to what the human beings in the world think of my product and my service and my offering or what my team members think of the place that they work and what it means to them and their ability to contribute and make a difference. Um, every action that I take, every decision that I make or that my leadership team makes or that an individual in the field makes is a reflection on what we future state say matters. So when a client um, came to future state and uh, learned that one of our team members had been diagnosed with cancer and that client's response wasn't, of course, this project goes on hold. Let's take care of the family. Instead, that client's response was, well, who are you going to replace him with and by when? Because it's the week before Christmas and we need to know. We knew that's a client that's not aligned with what matters to us. And we very publicly to our internal employees said, we're no longer going to be doing business with this client. We're going to step away from the revenue that was provided by that client and decline that business going forward um, right. because we're not aligned. And I think just recognizing that people are making those assessments and judgments of your business every day, the need to be conscious about what matters to my team, what matters to the community, what matters to my, my employees, what matters to my clients, and design around that. Is, it's a really important place to start from and a place to be grounded to. You talked about the willingness to really shed clients, employees, whomever it might be that isn't in alignment with your message. And that that's a big commitment because a lot yeah. of companies would say, we're just not in the position to forego that revenue, which you did. Uh, so what do you say to those companies, the leaders of those companies who, who they're right now, they can offer the work, but they're just not in a financial position to... Um, to say no to revenue. Yeah, I think I, I think I think the very most important thing to do is to be transparent about the dilemma that you're facing. So, if you really have to make a decision that's not aligned with your values, to be really conscious of the trade-offs and the impacts of that decision, and be transparent about it with the people that you really want to have stay with you through that journey, mm -hmm. because. You know, if it's a black and white issue, it's a black and white issue. But there's a lot of gray. So yes. In those moments of gray, in those moments of gray, what I've found is is most important is to say I'm really grappling with this decision. On one hand, if I don't, you know, if we don't take this revenue, we may have to eliminate two or three roles within our organization. And if we do take this revenue, I have concerns about our ability to do so in a way that honors the team members that are working in that environment. This is the way I'm leaning, and here's why. Mm -hmm. Would like to get your feedback on that. We're kind of stuck at the hard place. So I guess this kind of goes back again to the notion of connecting is we as leaders need to know that we don't have to have all the answers, and our team 
um, is a part of helping us sort through these most difficult and most challenging issues. Let's stay with the idea of connecting. That's one of your four tenants. Let's stay with the connecting piece for just a minute here. A big part of that is telling the company's story. As you've said before, both to the community, to to your clients, and then also internally. Storytelling is a big part of that. It's not just about, well, here's a mission statement and then slapping it on your website and anything else that you can think of. It's really more about telling the story. So what are some tips that you can give our listeners on developing that story? You know, a good story has some drama. And that's why if we don't write our own stories, our clients, our community, our employees will write them for us, right? It'll end up being, remember that one time that Shannon cried in a meeting? (laughs) (laughs) Whoa, that was dramatic, you know? Um, And so I think there's this notion of really having a conscious process for understanding both the stories that are being told, those that are positive and those that are negative, and being conscious about shifting the story towards something that is in service of your purpose and service of your commitment. I think the other thing about stories is that they, they have a moral, they have a purpose, they have some act of courage an act of taking a stand an act of um, not being easily swayed from your conviction. So um, I think that is the job of the CEO. Right. So we've talked about the story itself, the message itself. How do you convey it? How do you deliver that message, especially in this age of social media? Yeah, I had a, um, I had an interesting brainstorming about this. I'm often thinking about the internal stories more than the external stories, but I think this could work internally as well as it does externally. We envisioned um, a, and a bit of a uh, campaign for Future State. Our company's been in business for 36 years. We've had a lot of moments in the course of those 36 years that I, as CEO, think as our critical formative moments to the Future State Strand brand and offering and capabilities in the marketplace. And I could write that story out and it could be done, right? I could have the beginning, the middle, and the end. But there's the story to come and then there's everybody else's interpretation of those moments that mattered over time. So what we were thinking about doing was actually initiating a a process. We use workplace internally, so that's like Facebook um, for your internal organization. Our team is remote and distributed and we're going to launch a campaign called Moments That Matter. And the invitation is going to be for people to share images and snippets from the field on a regular and ongoing basis about those actions that are happening um, in the field and with our, our clients and in real time to build that story on an ongoing and iterative basis and potentially to make it public to our clients on our on our Facebook page, on our social media page, on our website. Um, and what I love is the idea of, of incorporating the future voices. And, and what, what ended up being a moment that mattered, I'm not sure any of us knew in the moment was a moment that was going to matter. True. <laughs> so Great point. That, that our, yeah, so that archiving of this mattered to me today, maybe the fact that it mattered to me means it matters to the entire organization. Mm-hmm. I'm going to publish that. Two great things that it does, it occurs to me as you're talking about this, is that when your employees see it, and then if you make it public and your clients see it, it reminds your employees why they chose to work for you and makes them feel good on a daily basis 
about that decision to work at Future State. And then if you make it public, same thing with your clients. Ah, oh, I'm really glad. It just, it just continues that constant reinforcement uh, that they chose to engage in this relationship with Future State. Absolutely. And I like the idea of, you know, having a hashtag epic fail, too, because mm-hmm. don't we really learn in life from the stories of the of the hardships we yes. face? You know, personally, in my life, my mom getting sick with Alzheimer's at a really young age was the most foundational and important story of my entire life. And it really, really sucked. Sure. <laughs> you know? so, of course. So, yeah. So those moments that matter aren't all positive. They're not all the glowy moments. It's that ability to reflect back and say, what did I do in that moment of hardship? What did our team do when we failed mm-hmm. to rebuild trust and credibility? Right. That willingness to share, that willingness to be transparent and to uh, be in alignment with, with your values, especially if, if it's transparency and in learning from, from mistakes. You have a, a B Corporation that, that occurred in 2015. Talk to us about that decision because B Corporations, while they're still not uh, widely known, are becoming a more and more, um, I hate to say the word popular, but they're, they're becoming, yeah. companies are embracing that, uh, that formation more and more. So talk to us about what went into your decision to do it. And, and is it difficult? I've heard from some people that it's difficult to achieve that status. So talk to us about that. Yeah, um, it was not difficult for Future State, and that's largely because we are 100% employee-owned, and in the B Corp certification process, um, you are working across a number of criteria, a number of domains of best practice for a sustainable business. One of those domains is your employee practices, how you how you treat and, and work with your team. You're trying to get to 80 out of a possible 200 to certify. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, being a B, I think being a B Corp was 35 points, 100% B Corp. I'm sorry, meant to say 100% employee owned was 35 of our initial 100 points. So that was a big uh, piece for us <laughs> of yes. being able to certify. Um, certainly if you're a product company, from what I understand, it can be quite challenging because this is about your supply chain sustainability. This is about your worker practices, not only in your home office, but across your entire production chain. I think what I would say is I care less about businesses becoming B Corps as I do about businesses in the 21st century being in the inquiry of what it is to be truly sustainable in the 21st century. And you may not be able to meet all of the metrics, but you might a, might be able to meet a third of them or 20% of them. And I think as a as we heard from Larry Fink, the CEO of BlackRock, and as we certainly hear from our millennial team members, or even our returning, uh, you know, returning from having spent time caring for a loved one or raising children, returnees care a lot about the same things as as millennials, right? Mm-hmm. This better really matter if I'm going to spend time away from my children. What I'm doing really better make the world a better place, better be fulfilling, better be purposeful. Um, so for that audience, you know, I think that the leaders, the leaders in the 21st century and certainly for myself, I felt like I needed to be able to answer that question for my team of why grow, why exist, why invest, why work hard, why why put in 80 hours a week instead of 40 hours a week? What is the point, right? And what are we trying to achieve and make different in the world? Um, and I needed to be able to, to be 100% transparent. I need to be able to answer that for myself 
Right. Why am I going to get up? What am I going to do? And what is going to motivate me to get up every morning and work hard um, and commit to enriching the lives of every single employee and creating breakthrough opportunities for every single client? Um, What's going to motivate me to bring my best self to work every day? I I am motivated by my pay, but that's not enough because I can make more money working for a larger consulting company than I can driving this one <laughs> through its growth chain. You know? so, so it can't all be about money and it can't all be about shareholder return. There has to be something bigger. And that, that's why we, why we did it. That's why I did it was, uh, you know, what is that bigger purpose and what is the legacy of that bigger purpose? Yes. Let's talk, uh, or let's wrap up here by thinking about our listeners who have identified with your message and they would like to uh, take this further. What one piece of advice could you give them that could start making a difference in their companies today? One of the most impactful things I did, I actually thought I was super oriented to what mattered most to me and what mattered most to Future State, but one of my coaches asked me to write a letter to myself from 10 years in the future talking about what I was most proud of and what had happened at Future State. So that letter gave you a roadmap, if you will, both personally and for the company that you, as you said, every day you keep yeah. referring back to it and, and you can actually build out plans around it. And of course it has to evolve. That's one of the four uh, key tenants that you mentioned. If someone were interested in finding out more about Future State and what you do, how would they get in touch with you? Yeah, our website is www.futurestate.com. And we have a, pl- a blog there, and we've got some of our case studies on the projects that we've worked on that are most impactful and interesting to us. Jobs listing, people are looking for uh, employment opportunities in the Bay Area. And then we are also publishing our content fairly regularly to LinkedIn. So you can find Future State on LinkedIn, and you can also find me on LinkedIn um, and would love to connect with folks there. Shannon, it's been wonderful having you here today. Keep up the great work and we wish you much future success. We also appreciate the support of our sponsor, Interrobang Solutions, providing writing, editing, and publishing services. Give them a call at 913-676-7272 or visit interrobangsolutions.com. And thank you for tuning in today. Please be sure to join us for the next episode of Talking Business Now. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.